Welcome to Business Lines State of the Economy podcast where you'll find insight, analysis and the story behind the numbers. Hello everybody, welcome to the BL State of the Economy podcast. I am Shrivach from Business Line and today we have a very interesting topic at hand which is sustainability reporting scaling new frontiers. Not a week passes without mainstream me- business media around the world debating or discussing ESG investments and how adherence to good practices on sustainability and its reporting can help attract investments running into billions of dollars into the economy. As the world grapples with the challenges of climate change, resource depletion and social inequality, sustainability initiatives and its reporting has become a catalyst for change. Sustainability reporting has in fact emerged as a vital tool in the global pursuit of sustainable development. It enables organizations to disclose their environmental, social and economic impacts, fostering transparency, accountability and responsible practices. To better understand how India has made rapid strides and is leading from the front in this space, we invited a special guest, Dr. Sanjeev Kumar Singhal, who is currently the Vice Chairman of CA Institute's Sustainability Reporting Standards Board. A fellow member of ICAI and now part of the Central Council, Dr. Singhal has over 26 years of experience and is currently partner at SR Batley Boy and Company LLP. Dr. Singhal will talk to us about the impact of the new regulatory initiatives by SEBI in ESG reporting and assurance. He will help us navigate new concepts like BRSR core and reasonable assurance that has now been made mandatory for the top 150 listed companies. Welcome to the BL Podcast, Dr. Singhal. Thank you. So let me jump on to the questions. Uh, What, according to you, are the recent trends in sustainability reporting in India? So much is being spoken these days about sustainability reporting. So can you share with our listeners what are the recent trends? Thank you, Shrivas. In fact, you know, India is the most happening place. India is the buzzword. And so is the sustainability reporting in India. In the financial year 22-23, SEBI has mandated top 1,000 listed companies by market capitalization to report on sustainability. Technically, it is called as BRSR, Business Responsibility and Sustainability Reporting. It is under those nine principles and it contains the mandatory disclosures and the leadership indicator. And there has been an overwhelming response by the India Inc. And the companies have reported. And of course, now uh, there is a growing need which is being felt uh, for the assurance of sustainability also uh, to ensure that these uh, reporting is on the is on the right lines. And uh, SEBI and the Institute of Chartered Accountant of India taking painstakingly efforts in this area. And I'm sure that, uh, you know, India Inc. will do meaningful sustainability reporting 
in the times to come, which will help in building a healthier, happier, and safer planet for all of us. So, Mr. Singhal, uh, if you could help us understand uh, what is the significance of core BRSR and how does it differentiate vis-a-vis -vis BRSR? Now that the regulator has said there has to be reasonable assurance of core BRSR. So can you elaborate and explain what does this mean? Yeah. So Shrivas, there are a very large number of reporting requirements under BRSR. SEBI constituted a committee to deliberate on whether assurance is required or not of the elements of BRSR. And if assurance is required, whether it is required against all the items or some of the items. So the committee has recommended that to start with, let us have uh, an assurance around the key matrices contained in the BRSR. And, uh, you know, a back testing was also done for these key matrices, wherein it was, uh, it was uh, seen whether, whether the verifiable data is available or not for providing an assurance. And this was done by the Institute of Chartered Accountant of India for a set of companies. Uh, based on that, uh, the committee deliberated and decided to mandate a reasonable assurance of these core matrices. So the core matrices are the core components or the most important component of BRSR. And reasonable assurance means, just like in case of a financial statement audit, a statutory auditor expresses his opinion. There are two terminology used in this context. One is a limited assurance, second is a reasonable assurance. So a reasonable assurance is a higher threshold of assurance where more comfort is given by the auditor in his audit report. So straight away, SEBI has mandated reasonable assurance, which is a very welcome step. If I'm not wrong, India may be the first country in the world to mandate reasonable assurance. And in order to keep it more meaningful to start with, it has been kept for a few elements of BRSR, which is core. Okay. So by mandating reasonable assurance, uh, do you think are we one step ahead when it comes to comforting investors? 100%. Because reasonable assurance is the highest threshold anywhere in the world. If you look at even for the financial statement, reasonable assurance is the highest threshold. So by mandating reasonable assurance, India has taken a concrete step and we are one step ahead as far as the other geographies are concerned. So, sir, if you could also help us understand that, okay, we are now well into sustainability reporting and now we have taken the next step of providing reasonable assurance. Now, the question that comes uppermost in every uh, corporate observer's mind is, do we have the domain expertise within India to provide this reasonable assurance on uh, sustainability reporting and issues? So, Shrivats, India has the largest uh, pool of the talented professionals. And sustainability assurance is prevalent in India from at least last two decades. Mostly that, that has been voluntary and mostly that has been on limited assurance. However, last year, recognizing this need, the Institute of Chartered Accountant of India came out with an assurance standard 
whereby the principles were laid down both for limited assurance as well as for the reasonable assurance. An issue of Chartered Accountant of India started building capacity in the profession. And every month we are doing a certification program. So, so far 19 such batches have been done wherein more than 2,000 members have been trained around this aspect. And, uh, you know, also the fact that uh, the Institute of Chartered Accountant of India has enabled multidisciplinary partnership model, which means that now you can also have an environmentalist, an ecologist, a botanist, etc. also within the Chartered Accountant firm. Because for ESG audit, we will require the expertise from other professionals also, some of which I just mentioned. So that enabling framework is there, capacity building is there, and auditing framework is there. So I'm of the view that uh, capacity certainly exists, and this capacity is only going to expand further. Thank you. Okay. And, and, and uh, given that the first set of uh, 150 companies, if I'm right, this year, they will have to subject themselves to reasonable assurance, if I'm right. Right. So uh, what you're saying is uh, there is enough uh, expertise already available to uh, cater to the requirements of these 150 companies. Absolutely, uh, Shrivats. In fact, uh, this assurance will be for FY23-24. So, which means this these audits will be undertaken from April 24 onwards. Uh, we already have sufficient capacity and by that time, we would have expanded this capacity further. So that even beyond 150, if some companies want a voluntary audit, then capacity would be existing in the profession to undertake the same. So, sir, uh, does the uh, regulatory framework now provide for such reasonable assurance reports to be made public? Does it get reflected in the annual reports of these companies? Absolutely. In fact, none of the filing with the SEBI on these assurance, etc. Are, are kept private. These are public and even the ESG assurance or the BRSR core assurance will be made public uh, and, you know, will be forming part of the annual information to the stakeholders. Okay. So over a period of one year cycle, uh, shareholders and others can get to know the status of their reporting. Yes, absolutely. So, sir, uh, in normal financial statements, we come across a concept of auditor qualifications. Is there such a concept in sustainability assurance? Yes, it is very much there. And in our assurance standard, which is issued by the Institute of Chartered Accountant of India, this assurance standard is SSA 3000. We have given examples also that when a qualified opinion may be expressed, when an adverse opinion may be expressed, when a disclaimer of opinion may be given. See, basically, if you look at what is a qualification, a qualification means an auditor is not entirely in agreement. He has reservation on some of the aspects. And an adverse opinion means he is totally against it and say that, that whatever is stated does not give a true and fair view. So this modified opinion and unmodified opinion will continue in the BRSR core assurance also on the lines of a financial audit. 
and what is getting assured is a true and correct view or a true and fair view like financial statements so assurance can never be absolute uh, because of the uh, you know some of the basic characteristics of an audit an auditor is there for a part of the year he will always do a simple check 100% of the population cannot be checked and he can never step into the shoes of the management so at best what he can do is to give a true and fair view and this has been debated for decades together and uh, across the world uh, it is the true and fair view which the auditors express whether on financial statement or on the social impact reports or on the esg reporting because voluntarily anyway it is it is prevalent over the world it is prevalent in india also uh, so it's going to be true and fair view and not a true and correct view so and can you explain to our listeners on how having an assurance uh, a reasonable assurance will influence investors approach to investing in such companies right how how does yeah. it move the needle so shivas take it like this that for example there is a company which is reporting some financial information and there is no audit which is happening now whether the investors will have a comfort no the answer is that their comfort will be subject to some reservations that they do not know whether a pair of independent dies have gone through the assertions and gone through what is disclosed in the financial statement now on the contrary now if a reasonable assurance has been expressed on those financial statements then obviously they are more comfortable same is true with esg or brsr what does an esg look at they look at how well the company has reported on the three important aspects e for environment s for social or society and g for governance and the company makes an assertion that they have been doing very well on these three aspects without there being an independent audit opinion no it is left to the judgment of the company only however when a professional with due competence and someone who is bound by the code of ethics also examines this independently and then gives his audit report on the esg or brsr code then the investors will be assured of the fact that the company is also compliant on the esg norms i give an example of this suppose there is a there is there is a company uh, which is into an area which generates more and more plastic and the society considers plastic as uh, as you know something which is not good for the generations and company is making a claim that they are reducing the usage of plastic or they are re- reducing the usage of fossil fuel in their production process now this is a statement made by company if the auditor is also of the opinion that these assertions are correct then the then then you know, you know the society will be will be more willing to consume the products made by those companies which is going to be a win win situation for the company as well as the society so it makes a huge amount of difference if an audit opinion is expressed on esg i i want you to uh, sort of uh... look ahead and tell me whether uh, have we reached a, a stage where we are completely in step with global practices on sustainability reporting and its assurance or are there further 
measures squared or new milestones to be achieved esg reporting or sustainability reporting is in is in its nascent stage across the world i will say rather india is leader india is the pioneer whether it comes to brsr or it comes to brsr core assurance in fact we have gone ahead even for value chain providers and for the esg mutual funds now whether these this goal post will change answer is certainly yes because this has been developed with the current set of knowledge which is prevalent so many organizations are working on this esg reporting for example international sustainability standard board they have come up with s1 and s2 two standards they are also working on additional standard similarly this brsr may also undergo change in future nature and biodiversity elements may also come into it similarly when g20 people uh, brainstorm this and they are already brainstorming under india's leadership they may also come up with some more parameters to be disclosed so this is a goal post as i'm saying which is uh, which is yet to reach its final destination and will take a few years to arrive at a finality but with the present situation india is leading the world okay that's great so that way you are, you do feel that there could be further uh, steps ahead or there are bound to be but as on date we are in uh, sync with the global practices we are the leaders so uh, the, the others are then following us others are following us and some of them are charting their own course but do we see a scenario where there will be a global framework so there is a global framework which is already being developed by international sustainability standard board whether all the countries will align to it or not depending upon how robust it is how easy or difficult it is to implement and whether you know it is all inclusive it's based on those 17 sustainable development goal or it is focusing only on one or two goals or whether it is addressing the needs of developing nations also if it is addressing the needs of only the developed countries then then there is no reason why the developing countries are going to adopt and so sir my last question to you is that sebi has talked of uh, you know avoiding conflict of interest between assurance providers and firms providing audit services right if you could elaborate on how this conflict of interest issue has it been well taken care of in the regulation so shrivats independence is always the cornerstone of any assurance if you look at the three core principles that the institute of chartered accountant of india advocates it is independence integrity and excellence now independence basically means that you are not expressing an opinion on which you have you have been the advisor also say for example if someone is advising on esg aspect and the same person is expressing an opinion on the same obviously there is a conflict of interest now our section 144 of the companies act lays down several areas for example internal audit bookkeeping valuation etc which are prohibited for a statutory auditor to do now sebi has also attempted to define what is doable and what is not doable for a firm who is giving opinion on esg reporting Uh, or the ESG assurance provider. So as of now, there are different interpretation of the SEBI circular. Uh, there are people who are interpreting it as if you are doing an ESG assurance, then you can do audits. Say for example, statutory audits. 
but you cannot render any non-audit service. There is one school of thought who is saying that you cannot render any non-audit service which pertains to ESG. So I'm sure in the times to come, more clarifications would come. But one basic principle which SEBI has laid down very clearly that if you are an ESG assurance provider firm, then you cannot have a conflict of interest and which is justified so everywhere in the world auditors the independent auditors are supposed not to have a conflict of interest but there is nothing that bars me from uh, being a statutory auditor for the financial statements from the same firm that is very clearly allowed and i don't see a conflict uh, in these two roles Right, sir. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Mr. Singhal, for all the perspective and all the insights into how sustainability reporting is uh, evolving in India and how India has already moved uh, much ahead of others. Thank you so much.